in the cabbage. Well, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right or your left, however you're viewing it, I got my boy, <laughs> A-Dubs, Oh, what is up, y'all? It's good to be back. Episode three, we are live. It feels like we're right back at home. And in fact, I am. I'm on my couch. Yeah. It feels great. Feels great to be here. Feels great to be with you again. As a as a new established homeowner, man, I it, it really does bring a smile to my face. It's pretty cool. It's it's kind of one of those crazy things where it's like, damn, I'm going over to, to Tommy Madison's house. Yeah, it's no really fun. Apartment. And yeah, I, I'd say it's a great no, little home base uh, over here. A little tea town action. Maybe let's move it down from a house to a nice condo. A nice uh, uh, one floor attached wall condo. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's fine. I was trying to just gas your boy up a little bit. I am living in a four-story mansion <laughs> in Malibu, and it's all just a cover. I just do this There's in my no free time. There's no actual walls. It's all mirrors. It's all windows. Yeah. I'm actually the Very guy Very modern who, looking. Uh, yeah. I'm actually the guy who uh, made the review on WordDoc. That's me. I'm really good at grammar that's and you. spelling and all that. That's why you're not. That's why you're not a writer. You're a podcast, of course. Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, I feel like you know we haven't seen each other forever. But it was just yesterday when we were watching the Super Bowl over at our in-laws' place, which was awesome. Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us over. It was a blast. First time I've actually smoked anything as well. Yeah, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty fun. And yeah. it's incredibly simple. It, it's really not something that you need to like focus on, put like hours of your day. Like it takes five minutes setting it up, seasoning, right? Prepping the meat, whatever you're kind of doing. Mm-hmm. Two hours, set it and forget it. Yeah, it's um then whatever you gotta do afterwards, you wrap it up, whatever. But like the point is is that it's two hours, five minutes of work, two hours three minutes of work yeah that's the best part is you get breaks and you can be a part of the situation if i'm making like pasta i'm there hour and a half right cutting chopping doing everything where if we were like there earlier in the morning we could have set those ribs up and been eating by five and been done hanging out chilling um that was fun super fun and it's also super easy on a trigger it's basically cheating yeah, you got the you have the meat thermometer in there as well. It's like yeah. hooked up, and you can even like Bluetooth it to your phone or like yeah. Wi-Fi. It's, it's just really like, insane. Yeah, it's it's wild. Katie's family has one too, and like we do like smoked chicken wings. They'll do a smoke a turkey oh, for Thanksgiving. Cool. Like yeah. they'll they'll kind of go all out for it. I really want to eventually do a brisket or a pork butt or something like that and do that kind of barbecue as well. Yeah, maybe when the uh, in laws uh, your in laws are gone, we can figure that out. We can do something like that. It's going to be on the list because I had a lot of fun doing it. And it's we're only going to get better because that's the first time that I've really only used mm-hmm. it. Um, also, and better I, cuts of meat really matter. If yeah. I could go back, I'd plan it out a bit better and maybe would have gone to a butcher and got some really nice ribs. Okay. Okay. Because um, obviously, like, the meat matters. I mean, you're eating it at face value, essentially, but you're right. just smoking it for a long period of time. But if you get in a tough piece of meat, maybe it doesn't 
yeah, it doesn't work that well. Mouthfeel might be a little bit off, lacking a Scotia flavor. But all in all, I gave those ribs. I was pretty hyped on them. I thought I gave you a 9-2. Yeah, I think it's a high review. It's a high review. It's a high review. But I was taking into consideration the elements. We got Super Bowl going on. It's mm-hmm. a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. And it's also like your second time doing ribs. It's not like it's your 20th time. If, I, if that was your 20th time, I would have been a little bit harsher. I thought I thought those are great. Okay. I, I can see a harsher grade for more, more experience. More experience. Yes. For sure. My first time, your second time yeah. doing ribs? Yeah. Okay, see, yeah. But the ribs are like the burger- of food for smoking yeah like ribs are like you basically can't fuck them up yeah that's well it's really hard to mess up any kind of barbecue it's just harder to make it really good yeah which is i think the fun part about it that's why i like just hobbies in general that are hard to master because uh that's that constant chase yeah for sure like you know, you can always make something better or have it be better with ribs or yeah, we didn't smoking. Even, we didn't even mess around with, like, spritzing it or, like, doing on the no, other stuff. making we our just, own sauce or yeah. doing our own spice rub. I just pulled some spice rub that they had out of a pantry. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. All things considered, 9-2. Slap some mustard on that yeah, bad boy. great. Really fire. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun hanging out with your guys' place yesterday. And it was a pretty it was a pretty fun game. I, th- I thought it was very entertaining from start to finish. For sure. High scoring. It was some good stuff. Your boy came out on top of that prediction. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I mean, you're I really, you really beat me on these predictions. I'm not great. Yeah. At it. You kind of got fade. They call me Tommy Fades, and when we go to March Madness for basketball, you just fade my picks. <laughs> Tommy Fades. Tommy turnovers. <laughs> you just don't go with me in any betting. Go opposite, and you'll be a okay. We went with your to your bachelor party, mm-hmm. and I could have sworn you had a receipt full. Yeah, I it learned. was like rolled up yeah, and everything. Like a roll of decks. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm, and yeah, I'm like basically a money clip on I'm that thing. I'm wasted. So yeah. I don't even know what my tickets are saying <laughs> at this just, point. I just remember you feeding in tickets yeah, at the loser, end. Loser. <laughs> loser. They're like $5 bets. They're like, it's like five to win eight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key on sports betting is more money, less bets. You, you feel good about something. Go go all in on for it. Yeah, I would you could do like a couple of coverages every day. You should throw about one fifty down, and figure out, and that should be your max in sports betting. Whether yeah. you want to make that three fifty dollar bets, yeah, I mean, do what you want. I don't really care, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say like a good amount of betting would be like one, like to start would be like one hundred to yeah. one hundred fifty. That's kind of what we do. Like that, that's our benchmark, anyways. That we're gonna take that to the poker table. We're gonna go <laughs> play some blackjack, <laughs> right? And I blow craps. that and. One five like minutes. five minutes. Yeah, I I, I, just get, I just sit out at a hot table all the time, mm-hmm. and I just get my ass kicked. Yeah, it's n- I've never walked away from blackjack up, and you're always sitting at the very front of the table too. Yeah, there's always some jackass in the back that's hitting on fifteen. And they're like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna roll over like a four right now. It's yeah. like, dude, no, <laughs> let's read the room, and he just messes right. it all up for everyone. Yeah, he's playing uh, third base, and he doesn't know what's going on. The he's problem is because we're we're sitting at five ten dollar tables, right? And that's fine. And I came at five five dollar yeah, tables. Yeah, those are anymore. non-existent. Those are non-existent. I mean, you got to go to downtown Vegas for that. Even more gung-ho for the sports betting then in that case. You, you know? more time. Y- uh, you All get, day. Yeah. You make three bets, a.m., mm-hmm. midday, evening. You're set. You can put $20 down on each one. You have 60 bucks in the whole day, and, yeah. you're, and you're riding high. You can do and a you can do parlays, which yeah. are the big money there. And, the, you know, if you know what you're kind of doing, I've never hit a big one even close, but... 
you those pay out pretty nice, you know. Um, we are going to add some more betting to our podcast yeah. as well because yeah. I feel like we do it casually for fun. I would not consider myself a great better by any means. And I wouldn't tell people not to go with my picks, like I said earlier. <laughs> but um, uh, it's in my you're, you're, you're a quantity guy. Yeah. You're quantity. Well, definitely Big quantity. time quantity. <laughs> yeah, you can count on me for about 15 $1 bets and have them all loose. <laughs> but we have, uh, you know, family. That my brother is on like a, f- a hot streak that I've never seen. He's betting on hockey. He doesn't even know hockey. And he's winning every other game. I don't know what's going on. Every with the time kid. I talk to you, it seems like the man is rolling in some major cash. Yeah. And it's just he. I don't know. He just has that. He gets on those hot streaks. And with my cousin, too, he gets on hot streaks. And I just did not catch that favor. I think, you know, it's my gut feelings, which you can't be trusted at this point for <laughs> sports betting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought the Super Bowl was awesome. I mean, people are saying that's one of the worst calls in NFL history. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, everyone's got to have the big reaction. Watching it firsthand, and I want to hear what you thought as well. I thought it was a pretty tick, tick, ticky-tack foul. One hundred percent shouldn't have been called, not, especially in that. In not, that. I'm not as far as the worst call in Super Bowl history. What by no means, but at the same time, there's a lot of holding that's going on, and like it's just one of those things where the ref might have caught it, saw a hand on the jersey, and just like you know, that's just kind of like a knee-jerk reaction to throw the flag. Yeah, you know, that's I, what that's what they're taught. They're holding the jersey. It's a right. foul. It's but a hold. He wasn't even yanking on the thing. No, it was almost like he was kind of putting Play. his hand on on his back. Yeah, it wasn't Place, like it wasn't he even grabbing. Impeded. There was no extension yeah. of the jersey. Uh, it was it was a little bit skeptical. It was a little bit on the side of I don't know what's going on there. I really wish that you'd be able to have. I know they actually started doing this a little bit with the refing, where you can like do a quick like. Um, Help me out here, like a quick review almost. Like yeah. the refs can do that, like an expedited review. And I've seen that for intentional grounding. You know, I've seen that a bunch where they're like, go look at the at the replay. Is he in the pocket? Is there a receiver in the area? That kind of stuff. And I wish that they would do that with a little bit more of the calls as a whole for the whole game. If yeah, you have but that how, ability, how long does that slow the game down? It's for? like five seconds, dude. Okay, cool. Because at this point, football is just too long. I agree. And that's where all sports are headed. But if you're doing that with any sort of penalty or flag that's thrown or a potential score or a turnover, why don't you just do it for all flags that are thrown? Yeah, I mean, you just have someone in the box. Yeah, you got a team. You already have a team looking at all that stuff. What would happen? So they they say, okay, maybe in the – because if you're talking by – strictly by rules in the book, that was a hold – that was a call. If you go to the booth, the booth isn't going to return, re- like review right. and make like you know, rule against it. Right. Then that's fine. Then yeah. it, that it stands. But I agree with you that like, football's hard, basketball's hard. When those last two minutes of the game get, it's going. like how much do you call? Like, do you let the guys play? Like, yeah, we haven't been really been calling it all day. Like. There's a lot of factors, and then obviously there's like maybe opinions, and it's all subjective, and it's really tough. So I feel like if we're already doing the whole review thing, mm-hmm. like it should just be an unanimous, not for every play, but for just at least every flag that's thrown or something along those lines. Like the refs usually call and throw flags on most things that they do see. Why not just like solidify 
like they do for touchdowns or turnovers or caught passes. And they can do an expedited review, and it takes five to ten seconds. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I I think in football and basketball, baseball's different. Baseball's very black and white, the rules to me. Very much um, so. Uh, and it's baseball, so the time between plays isn't so bang-bang. You can fix those. Um, but with those basketball and uh, football, I feel like coaches, for at least growing up, would always tell you, like, you got to play through it. The last two minutes of the game, they're not going to yeah. call anything, and you're not going to get a call. Right. Unless it's absolutely blatant. Right. Like, that was not a blatant foul, and the that referee changed the full course of that game. That was literally the game. Because that was after the that, game. that was fourth down, a field goal. They went up. Yeah, but they got to milk out the clock a little bit more. They right. did the whole, I mean, they basically just kicked a game-winning field goal at that point. Right, and they just slid, and you're like, okay, well, I just watched this awesome football game of two really good quarterbacks, great teams, great defense, great coaching. And now we're running out the clock with two Sliding on the one-yard line. Yeah. Like, it's just such a bummer when time comes into the play like that. Um, like, kneeling at the end of a game. Like, you know, like, it's going to run out. They have no timeouts left. It just leaves us such a um, poor taste in my mouth. Even, like, when basketball, like, you have the fouling at the end of the game where at least you have some control over the clock as a defensive player. Even though the game might be totally out of reach, you at least have that option of trying to end the game. Eagles had no choice. Once they slid, that was like, okay. That well, was it. That we was have a 12 wrap. seconds to get the ball, and then we're going to, like, kneel, and then we're going to yuck up a 80-yard pass. Something that doesn't get brought up very much is baseball. You play to nine innings. There's no time limit. Something to be said about that. Right. You know, Once the game is over, it's over. Two outs. Gonna... We've been in the game for six and a half hours. <laughs> There's been 12 popcorn breaks. Yeah. I've had to pee 40 times. I've taken a nap around the second inning. I'm waking up and it's still the second <laughs> inning. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like right. it, You do have all nine innings, and once it gets to those allotted outs, then the game is over, and that's something to be said about that. And I know, obviously, you can't change the entire makeup of the game, but talk about level play and equal opportunity is that that's baseball. It makes it great. That's the cool part about it. It's, I, for, it's not for me. I can get down into World Series every once in a while, but it's it's few and far between where it really catches my attention span. Yeah, it's um I mean last like I could be honest, the last World Series I was ever super into is if the Yankees are somewhat in it, because I got family who were Yankee fans and I was you once a Yankee fan and I'm a you know, Angels guy, so when the Angels were in the World Series, that was an awesome time. But other than that, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm with you. Like with Phillies, you. Astros, could care less. Yeah, unless you got to put money on it. Yeah, and the Astros, <laughs> like, of course they win. And, like, everyone hates the Astros. Like, I don't want to watch the Astros play. Yeah, they had a bunch of allegations and cheating and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah. I guess that makes the baseball a little bit more interesting. Again, but um, a little bit back to football, I thought, if there's some more continuity with the flag thrown or more equal opportunity towards the last little bit, managing your timeouts, that was huge. The Eagles used a timeout when I didn't think they should have earlier in the game. You called it. It was third and 11, and it was there was like one or two seconds left on the play clock, and they called timeout to save it from being third and 16. They didn't get the first down. 
And at that point, third and 11 versus third and 16, you could argue slim to none odds to get a first down. It's like probably 15% or something like that. I'm going to make up throwing, throwing a random right, number, but it's not. Love it's, the random percentage. Not, it's, it's <laughs> zero credibility. Yeah. <laughs> eh, but 15 it's, and it's, a half. It's, not, it's not high. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. It's not high. So would that have timeout helped potentially towards the last little bit of the game? I don't know. But, you know, it's one of those things where did you need to take a timeout there? You got the personnel wrong and that it could have bit you in the ass at the last little bit of the game. I mean, you basically looked at me when I'm, you know, drunk, full, and you're like, the timeout earlier, and I kind of just nodded at you, because at that point, I didn't even know where I was at. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was so stuck. I was so full. <laughs> so full. Um, and tired, and like, just, you know, at that point in the game, like, this game is over. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great call by you. The timeout at the very end kind of blew it for them, because they could have used it, saved some time. I just wish they would have given the Eagles one more shot at it. At, at, at it to end the game. I felt like they were dominating the game. Yeah, that's what another thing was. They we were just said, dominating the football game in the first half. And then the Chiefs just came back, scored. Chiefs just came back, scored. Chiefs, and they scored quick. Yeah. And at some point around the third quarter, we're like, the Chiefs, are, the score right here, they have the lead. And I felt like the whole time Eagles had control over the game the whole time. But, I mean, credit to the Chiefs. The Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey duo um, is going to go down as one of the greatest duos of all time. Has to. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' career is set up for something real special. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say already GOAT, but I'm going to say there is a chance that he um, can do that. I mean, if he keeps playing the football the way he is and he's got the talent, I feel like he's got the arm strength, the agility, all the stuff that you need – I think a lot of it has to do with the head coach as well, but you know that's neither here nor there. Let's just leave it on Patty Mahomes, and he's a stud. We lo yeah, I love watching him play. Yeah, the the walrus himself is goaded. What do you think about the condition of the field that they played on? Did you hear anything about that? I heard the, sl the slipping, but I don't know. It was grass, correct? It was grass. So and apparently they dumped in. I, I might be butching this number. But I thought it was eight hundred thousand dollars into this turf to get it like Super Bowl ready as well. And it just wasn't even close. And it was, again, you only heard it from the Eagles. You only heard it from the Eagles because they couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes, but they were slipping all over the place. And it was on both sides. The Chiefs were. Slipping I mean, there's too. a there's a they just post of it of him, like all the cleats like stacked up from people you, switching out cleats. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how they don't have the turf field or the grass fields figured out yet like it should just be a grass that all the players agree on and it shouldn't be turf you listen to any pro football player they all say turf is trash they all hurts their knees there's been plenty yep. of injuries behind it it should be a grass on the course that's what it is moving forward right it's just standardized it, yeah your stadium's different and you know that's what it is I just thought it was very strange. I just thought, of, like, how – I wonder maybe if that has to do with the amount of scoring that was done yesterday. That's why maybe it was, like, such a high-scoring game. But I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot of different factors. Overall, I thought it was really fun and exciting. I thought it was a really cool game. Yeah. Um, I was more into the Waste Management Open, to be honest. Yeah, Waste Management is always a blast. Yeah. 
It's always great. I love those tournaments. It's my favorite golf tournament of the year. One of my favorite, I mean, Augusta, obviously, all these great ones. Of course. Um, you got your four majors, right. you got the players, and then you got the waste management. Can you name the four? The four majors? Mm-hmm. The U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. The Open. Mm-hmm. The Masters. Oh, yeah. And the uh, PGA Championship. I always want to say the players, but it's I, the PGA. I almost said the, <laughs> I almost I think, said the I mean, players. The, the players is ridiculous. Um, money's great. Super fun to watch. The players should be. It's basically a, right next to a major. Um, Waste Management Open is, I mean, everyone talks about every year. They talked about it a lot this year, having the most amount of people in a tournament there. Um, it's the highest attended tournament. It's one of the highest viewing tournaments. And What are those numbers that actually make it through? Is it like? Upwards of two fifty, like two hundred fifty thousand on the course. I mean, it's such a wide course. There's so much viewing on it. It's you get the it's set up stands, really well. You get everything. You get the full setup there. It's I don't know really why. Cool. Also, why this year it felt like I was watching the stands, the billboards, the people. It felt like I was watching. Um, I don't, like a, it's like almost a, like a stadium. Yeah, like a state. Like we were in a stadium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think. Golf needs to figure out how to make that feel for every tournament because it makes it fun to watch. Agreed. We were talking about this a little bit before, just kind of bantering back and forth. What could the PGA Tour do to really elevate each tournament? Mm -hmm. And it was basically you that came to the point where it was they each tournament needs to have some sort of theme, a niche, something to kind of pull you in a little bit. Obviously, this tournament is the waste management, and it's super cool what they're doing because they have zero waste, zero emissions, which which is a f- unbelievable feat itself. The amount of beer cups that are lining up around. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's I mean, imp- people that are is, snaking them. It's that crazy. Is, that is impressive. But that's their niche, and then it's a the little bit more of a party vibe, and you get guys running out there, and it's loud. They just need to have something like that for more tournaments, or at least the more heightened tournaments. I don't know. It, it, waste management's a party scene. That's their niche. Come here. Have fun. This isn't your normal golf tournament. You can cheer after. You can boo after. I think all of golf tournaments should figure out what their niche is. Riviera should be whatever. I don't know what they're going to The Genesis is out. cool because that's a Tiger-hosted tournament. Right. So they got to figure out what that's going to be. Um Niche-wise, because I feel like it, it really does make a difference when I'm watching the Waste Management Open and I'm seeing the vibe around the golf course. It, people want to be there. People want to watch it. I mean, we had like people who don't watch golf were watching it. They were into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hyped that Sky Scheffler won again. I didn't Man's pick. Balling. It didn't pick him in my top three, but I did to say our honorary uh, mention, and that of was course. great. Um, didn't seem like he made a lot of. He mean you know made a bad mistake, but came back and recovered and just played really solid golf. He played really well in the par fours, and I saw. I didn't see a stat at the very end of the tournament, but at one point he was like twelve under on the par fours. Like two under on the par threes, one under under the par fives. You're gonna win golf game. You're gonna you're win, gonna win, win a lot of tournaments, but also you're leaving a lot of strokes out there on the field if you're playing the par fives at basically level par. 
Right, because that's pretty hard to do as a professional golfer when you're driving. In a tournament, right? when you're playing level par on the par fives, that's kind of bananas. Yeah, you you gotta go you gotta go lower because I mean, are you, you gotta play you stroke averaging? index of four point five? On, yeah, on aren't the par you, what's your index on par fives right now? <laughs> Not great. No, I I'm obviously I'm obviously a much worse of a golfer than ever. No, but there was a point else. where you were level par with it, right? I think I'm like a five three. Right, I think that's like you know five four, and you and you're not on their level. So speaking on that, they should be lower than that. Yeah, agreed. Like he should. My be par fours, I think, are four eight or something like that. Four nine, and then my par threes are like a four. Yeah, mine are. I don't even. Mine's bananas everywhere. And mine doesn't <laughs> make sense in any. You look at my index, you're like, where is this guy good at golf? You know. I mean, the almost. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Come on now. It's all in the finesse. It's all yeah. in the stature. To stay in the pocket. <laughs> I, really, I really lean on people, you know. Um, but that I think it, it just really came down to the fact that Scheffler was r- really locked in, really dialed. And when he came down to making a couple shots in clutch moments, and he just executes that really, really well. He's really repeatable, and then he gets out of the trouble, gets out of the cabbage really well. Yeah, he does. He really knows how to slap that around, make some hero shots out of that cabbage. Yeah. Um, in that case, the really thin, dry cabbage that was, which is the desert. That um, rough, that rough, that rough did look pretty friendly, which yeah. which kind of blows my mind a little bit as well because I thought what you typically the waste management is a go low, shoot low. I'm I'm trying to shoot 64, 65 every time I'm out there. I'm obviously talking about the pros mindset here. Right, me too. I'm <laughs> going to shoot 65, 64s. Yeah, and it makes it makes me wonder because the first day that everyone struggled, and it was just the only difference was the wind. Wind was high. Wind was kicking up. It was knocking balls around. It was going in two directions, and it made me think. And you think, what makes a golf course truly difficult? Is it high rough, long, off the tee, and um, you know, tight greens? Or, you know, like, what what makes it hard for yeah. people? I would say, now after watching this, where this tip, this tournament typically goes low, I would say it's weather and tough greens. If you can put a golf course where weather is hard. Yeah, it's really windy or it's a little bit cold, whatever the conditions are. It seems in that way, but it seems to make the golfers have a harder time with it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, not everyone wants to watch a super windy golf day. I hate playing in the wind. My golf game does not set up for the wind at all. <laughs> um, maybe then the answer is the greens have to be ridiculous. Greens have to be rolling 12 pluses on every tournament. They have to be tough and tight. And I would say then I don't think distance matters. I don't think making the course longer makes it harder for these guys. No matter how long you're making it, very rarely are people taking... For for the vast majority of all the tour players, I would say 80% of them, longer doesn't matter that much anymore because everyone's pushing distance. If you have Brendan Todd out there and you mm-hmm. got Matt Kuchar, those guys are struggling a little bit more now because they they hit the ball... 265 270 yeah and i get that and that's but for the vast majority of players they have the same distance almost like everyone's driving at 310 the elite guys are driving at 330 340 Mm -hmm. like me exactly Mm -hmm. it does it's a very power player (laughs) 
<laughs> tower player over here. Direct correlation with your game. But yeah. I agree. I think it's, for me, I always struggle in the wind. I mean, I can't play in the wind. And as uh, to go along with the wind, if there's if it's thick rough, I really struggle with it when it's thick rough. I think those are my two big hurts. Tight, tight greens, rolling fast, ridiculous putts. I mean, someone this tournament putted off the green into water. Yeah, that's wild. Like I want to see that. I've played on very few greens of that nature. And I made zero putts. And I think that makes it fun because the, you have to be an elite putter and you've got to be able to put the ball on the green where you're going to give yourself a chance for that, which means iron strikings at a premium, which is where you can get the shot shaping back. You can get ball control back because you have to put it in the right places. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a bomb drive. It's fun. Like every time, like, uh, bombing gouge isn't my favorite way to watch golf. I was about to touch on that as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I would rather watch someone hit 290, have like a seven iron in, he fades into the pin, leaves it below the hole, it spins back, it stops to about seven feet, he walks up because he left himself in the right spot and bangs it up, Hiller, birdie, next hole. It's just way more impressive to me than Bryson hitting it 350 over a tree line in an area that nobody hits into. He gets his stupid one-length wedge. He hits it onto the green, <laughs> and he gets his stupid Cobra putter up there that makes no sense. And he slaps it around the hole, and he walks out of there like a big dumb oaf. And it's just not my favorite way to watch golf. I just love the fact that when he went up to Augusta and he was playing in the Masters, he said it was like a par 68 course. It's like... Dude, you yeah. set, you're setting yourself up one for failure. And I, I know he's trying to like change the game a little bit, but I agree with you. It's not the way that I like to watch. I like watching a little bit more finesse. I like watching it where I can feel the tension that the PGA Tour guys are feeling because it they have to give this putt of respect. They have to give this tee shot a ton of respect. A lot they of have debating to, over the over the shot, like. It's not a seven iron. It's a six iron. Well, if it is a seven iron, how hard are you going to hit it? It's mm-hmm. a three fours. Where are we trying to land it? It cannot land off the back. It has to land short of the hole. Right. It adds more depth to the shot. I also heard more listen-ins on this tournament than I have in the past, and it made it way more interesting for me because now I'm figuring out how dialed these guys are, which I already knew. Yeah, it's stupid when they're like picking out a number at like I need to hit this two twelve to the front of the green. That's my carry number. Yeah, I wish. Like, 212. <laughs> like, who, who goes down into the yard? I'm not even doing that for 90 yards. Yeah, I'm not I'm, looking at 93. Oh, it's a little bit uphill, and they better play 94 and a quarter. Like, these guys are just yeah, so dumb. A little past three-fourths my swing. Oh, yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> Kai picks the ball up he, or picks his bag up and moves away like he's going to do it right now. And then they do it, and you're like, this is another level of something i don't have it's any also, control it's also over flighted it's also got the shape of shot on there and then it's landing with the correct trajectory and the rollout that they want from 205 you know all the way down to 40 you know you kind of name it they even do it when it's 260 out i've mm. seen that before it's it's bananas 260 yeah. away they're like playing them like a like a low draw 
landing at 235 and like running it up there and like working the slope the whole way. It's, it's impressive. And lag putting means more when the greens are that fast. Um, so I yeah. just think if I'm building my golf course one day and I'm trying to make it a PGA Tour level hard golf course, I'm giving you dog turns all the time. I'm not going to let you bomb and gouge my golf course. It's going to be thick, thick, rough. It's also, you can do that for, you know, dog legs on like, you know, 330, you know, 320 and kind of evolve the, with the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then put a bunker right after the dog legs. So you can't like hit through the fairway. You might as well take three wood. Right. And then I'm going to make the greens impossible for you. I want you to point every time you're on them. you got to have slope on the fairways, too. Right. It's, you're getting uneven lies. You're getting no great looks at um, holes. It's going to be um, Only long, time you rough. feel comfortable is maybe on the tee box. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I, I want you to feel real safe and calm there. I think that's what, to me, makes a golf court difficult. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, technically. Do you agree that, like, greens fast? tight you know long rough what would you say for for me we're not talking elements we're now talking golf course specific I think I, whether to me like if you're putting on the ocean and there's wind that's always that's gonna always be a gonna great be defense okay. but let's just assume that you can't do that right but weather is the ultimate deciding factor of a golf course if there is wind if there is weather in a golf match these scores will not be high yeah i definitely struggle when it's the long rough for me because I, you know, you know, you know, your boy lives in there. It's it's wild mm -hmm. off the tee, and it's a lot of rescue shots. And so, if it's a combination of thicker rough and small and fast greens for me, that's where I really struggle. Length, no problem for me. If if the yeah. if that's why desert golf fits my game so well. I can play a five hundred yard par four because I can bomb it three fifty down there, and now I've got a gap wedge in my hand with 140. Yeah, I'm like 260 back there. It doesn't matter to me with really my, that you know, much. Just and so you go and put me out at Sea Cliffs mm -hmm. down there in San Clemente, I'm having a really, really tough time because it's wet, it's narrow, mm -hmm. and it's small greens, mm -hmm. and your boy's hitting 16, 17 over par. Yeah, and that technically is not like a hard course, but the elements, the green... All that makes it difficult. There's extremely like tight and aggressive dog legs because they're kind of trying to fit this course into a non, quote unquote, you know, premier spot to host a golf course. But it works because it's challenging. It's a different style of golf that's yeah, fun like to Riviera, play too. Yeah, it's tight, long, long, yeah. uh, rough, and tight greens. Yeah, and it doesn't, and it plays difficult. And I want to see a pro player struggle. I don't want to see you shoot 30 under for a weekend it's not fun because they're just bombing drives and then they're hitting a sand wedge 113 and they're stiffing it to eight feet right like it, it's not you know it's like watching i cheer for a golf course when it's difficult i want the player to come off and be like well these conditions are just ridiculous yeah i want you to complain i don't want you to be like wow just what a great scoring day this was for me it's also fun when you hear guys that say, I hit the ball great, I did everything I wanted, and they're like, you know, they shoot 70. Mm -hmm. And like, that was a great day. If I just have a couple more putts drop, I'm stoked. Yeah, I want to go play the course and shoot like 125. <laughs> and be like, I don't know how these people do it. If you went out and played the waste management 
today. Today. Same yeah, conditions. like if if you yeah we, if you woke up today like on Monday day after the tournament, same conditions. The green are the greens are brown, dried out. It's a little windy, and the rough is you know it's an so inch and silvery. A half. The greens that you can see yourself in them. Those yeah. are like glass. Yeah. Um, the way I'm currently putting, I'm shooting like a one fifteen. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something that you won't. Like, I, I I definitely do love the struggle and like how difficult it is. I don't know if I'm breaking a hundred out there, dude. With the with the way the, the greens, greens are rolling, set up, it's ridiculous because we don't have our carry numbers down like the pros do. And I'm always above the hole. I'm always blasting putts past. I don't have the distance to get it there. And I don't have the rescue game from that uh, from anywhere in the desert like they do. If you had a caddy, are you going on? Are you going under one one ten? Yeah, easily. Okay. I think so a caddy. Can, I think a good caddy can shave your stroke off if you're a bad golfer. Twenty strokes. Wow, that's that's a big number. If you're a bad golfer, if I'm shooting one twenty, I guarantee. Like, okay, if I'm a ninety, he's not going to make me a seventy. But if I'm in like the hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. fifteen realm of golf, he's gonna know the course. He's gonna know your game, and he's also gonna be able to help you out with some reads, decision making. Right. If I'm a ninety, he's not gonna make me a seventy. Yeah. That the the level of dispersion gets lower and lower as mm. you get lower of to course. a score. But if you're like you know you're Trent Ryan from foreplay and you can't break ninety yet, you're gonna be ten to ten to like twelve strokes better with a caddy on your side than you're not. Just because they're carrying your bag, you're walking. Which, when you walk a golf course, you play better. It's just a, it's a fact. If you're walking a golf course, you are going to play better. Could not agree more. If I'm pushing my golf bag around on my push cart, and I'm trying to play a match, I'm going to be more locked in. One because I don't want to walk more. <laughs> no, that's always the main consideration. I don't want to be all the way left where I have to go dig for my ball. I want to be I don't right where play I need to be. A, I don't want to play in the next holes adjacent fairway. Right. I don't want to be that guy walking down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> like, what are, like, what are we doing here? So you know, with the cart, you just kind of wave your hand. You run up to a quick, slap a seven over the trees. You're two feet from the green. I'm, you know, hit a tree, and I'm in another fairway again. <laughs> but it, with a golf cart, it's much easier. I, I agree. Walking, to me, makes it um, more playable. Um, speaking of elements, though, just had my team match play this weekend at Rancho San Joaquin. Mm. Yep, the worst golf course in Orange County. Yeah, it's it's a course that you just never want to play, dude. Yeah, I don't know the what fact that it's our home course. It's over five hour rounds, guaranteed. Or sorry, over a five hour round, guaranteed. Yeah, it just it's it's no nothing bueno. nothing to get up for. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Every time I play, I'm not looking forward but to playing it. I'm looking forward to the event of yes. uh, the event of the team. That's play. where you. That's where your focus is. Right. Um. So I show up. You know, worse for wear. I don't get my normal two chicken McGriddles in with cheese. <laughs> I do get my pistachio cream cold brew with my bacon gouda. I get six or seven tums. Yeah, <laughs> three tums in the morning, three Advil. <laughs> it's a system, it's and I don't break up the system. Um, and I'm crazy. No range time. Just and lagging putts, right? You're just just lagging putts. Okay. Got it. At me, least you got. At least you got that. Sore. I have a torn meniscus in my right knee. My ankle hurts. Well, you just get the surgery already. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's a good excuse. <laughs> and so um, I'm walking up, and I get handed the scorecard by Van, our team captain, you know, uh, waiting for Robert to show up, who's my on my team. 
And Vet says, good luck today. And I say, why? He's like, well, you're playing a 22 and you're a 13. And she's also a woman, so, you know, like, that's why she gets so many pops on you. Mm. And that's I, a lot of strokes to it's overcome. It's a lot of strokes for me to overcome on anyone. And... um. I just but that's good, dude. They got you down to the thirteen, though. That's that's, that's nice, big. Right? That's, that's big time shout. I mean, it's it's a little bit more of a difficult situation, but you at a thirteen sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds right. That's a number that I think that you can build off of and work to like an eleven. Yeah, and at I, the end of this year, maybe a ten. I think that I'd would be, be great. sick. I'd love to be a ten. Um, so I'm waiting for the rapper to show up who who's on our team, and the okay, two people who are playing. On the scorecard, I can see their names. We got Brett. And her, and his playing partner is her name's OK. It's O and K. One okay. word. One word. Her <laughs> name. And I see her. She's a small. That's a real doozy. Small Asian okay. woman. <laughs> okay. She's wearing a visor that covers her whole head. She. Wait, did, she, wait, did she have the front panel on no, too? No, no, no. <laughs> she wasn't blocking out the haters. But there was for sure no peripheral view on this thing. Um, it's the old, it sounds like the ultimate golf ad, so you could just be locked in. Right. She's swinging two clubs when she's warming up. She's getting going. And I knew when I saw her, Andrew. You're in uh, trouble. I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. The wind's high. I don't have chicken McGriddles in my system. <laughs> and she's coming for blood. She's smelling my goofy ass from a mile away, and she's thinking fresh meat. I'm going to put this the person, on the board. It's the person that she loves getting paired up with, oh, probably. Of course. It's because six, five. maybe a young buck, and they're not right. just going to be slapping it all over the place, and she's going to stay right down the middle, arrow you straight. You know what? When I looked at her, I knew what her game was. I wasn't going to be like, oh, this girl's going to be powering off the tee. It's not I a said, shocker. It's going to be down the middle, and she's going to have a great short game. Yeah. And you know she's coming in with plenty of confidence because it's a men's club event. And why would she ever so play in a men's club event if you're not into this? So true. You're, she's not doing this to like meet super new friends. Um, let me. So I painted the picture of what OK looks like. Now Brett is wearing. He's about six three. He's wearing A's baseball socks pushed all the way down, as basically ankle socks. This man has huge calves. The only reason why I know is because I'm staring at those Ace socks. He's wearing bird dog <laughs> shorts, the hybrid shorts with no underwear. So you you use your imagination. And he has a polo that's bit, might as well have just been a crop top because every time that man swung, I saw his belly button. And it was um and he had a uh, glasses on like Dahmer with a glass lanyard. Dude. And he, so, I mean, we were playing against the fucking cartoon characters, and they had me mentally chucked by hole one. Um, the match goes, I mean, Robert is playing Brett, and I Robert... Just, I just can't, I just can't imagine, I mean, it's nothing against you and your mental game, but I right. know how easily your boat gets rocked. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> like, it doesn't take much to give like, me out of the mental game. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm sitting here and got like, and I'm, I obviously I was not with you, but like, it would be hilarious because mm -hmm. you painted the picture so well. I, I, I could just see it. You're just like, what is going on? Uh, th this is too much for me to handle right, right. from the get-go. Right. Thank God I'm not the last group <laughs> out either. So I have um, people <laughs> behind me who are also part of the group, which if I have to play and there's like public people behind me, it stresses me out because I have to read every putt. But if I have playing partners and teammates who are playing yeah, behind us, they people that it. are in the tournament right behind them, it's right. like no big deal. So I mean, Robert, my teammate plays Brett, and I'm playing okay. 
Brett and Robert have no match. I'll just can't get over that name. Brett, Brett's left and right off the tee. He can't find his club face. He might as well have never showed up with his crop top and gone and done Portland things. This is the guy you're playing against, but not directly, right? This is Correct. Okay, got it. Robert's playing him. Got it. Okay. And Robert and myself are playing against OK and Brett. Okay. Uh, Brett loses by like hole 12 or 13. He's out of the match. It's not even close. So I'm not even going to waste my time. Nice guy. Drives the ball a mile. Couldn't find the face of his club. Left, right, long, short, whatever. The real story is the matchup between me and OK over here. The fucking heart taker. The, the game dealer. The... You know, the dungeon master over <laughs> here herself is just putting me through a mental blunder. <laughs> um, she is, and like I said, 220 down the middle. So we line up on the first tee. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to get. She lines up so far with right, Andrew. It's basically OB the way she's lining up. And it's on every shot. She's doing it on chips. She's doing it on putts. Essentially, she's coming across her buddy on putts. You just didn't much. even know what was going on at first. Right. Like, I thought this girl's going to hit a huge tee, like, drive. Where is she Where is she aiming? Right. Does she know how to play golf? Are they just trying to mess with me? Like, what's going on? <laughs> they pull this girl off the street. But she just comes across her body, which basically feels like I think it eliminates a lot of error. Because it's really hard to, like, I don't know, mess up a swing when you're just coming across your body like that. Yes. I've so, never tried it. Maybe I I'm should. not going to try it. <laughs> Because one time I'm going to hit it straight and I'm going to kill somebody. Because her ball, you can catch it out of the air. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's hitting and it's rolling yeah. forever. And she's using noodles, too. So those things get as much distance as, like, you know, whatever she's hitting. Um, so it's 220 down the middle. The next shot, let me guess, like hybrid, three wood, five wood, another one of those 190. Sorts. No irons are coming out of the bag. No, until she's greenside in, like, two or three. And, you know, she's, like, her best part of her game was chipping. So she's going to be on the green, and she couldn't putt until the very end her of the match. Her tee to green is just elite. Yeah, she's drive to the middle, roll up, bump and run, either onto the green or just off the back, because it would skip through. This It's just a nightmare for and us. You're, and it couldn't have been a worse opponent for me. In the wind, no chicken McGriddles, <laughs> and, she, and she's going to not make a mistake. And I don't want any part of this lady. I want no part right. of okay. I, I'm, I'm sure I don't want to get paired up against well, that. Right. Because, you know, like, and she's getting nine pops or whatever the hell she's getting on me. And so, you know, she's not making, she's, you know, she's making a ton of bogeys. A yeah, ton of bogeys. And you know, those are pars. So yeah. she's going to get nine pars in her round. But she's also, if she gets a bogey and she's got 22 pops, mm-hmm. we're looking at net bird. On yeah. four of those holes. Yeah, so they end up, you know, mine 13, her and mine are 22. Right. So but still. It's a close match. We're going back and forth, me and okay. Okay, then me. Me and okay. We're going back and forth till about hole 14 or 15 when it starts to get interesting. I'm up one going into 15. Got she it. has Got two it. pops left. Uh, you guys are scrapping. We're scrapping. Yeah. I'm up by three. She gets, like, on a run for her two popped holes. She knocks the score back down. I am up one on 15. Got it. It's a par three. She's going to pop twice. She's going to pop on hole 16 Got and it. hole 18. Got it. I have okay. an advantage to finish this game and my math in my head on the two non-pop holes, which are 15 and 17. You got you to gotta win those and for I'm up, sure. And I'm up one. Right. 
So we're going to start from here. By the way, OK is fired up through this match. She's cussing at herself because she's not making putts. She's kicking the ball around after Whoa. she's done missing putts. She's kind of giving Brett a hard time every once in a while when he's slapping <laughs> it around. So she wants I'm to sure. Win. I'm sure you're also giving her a little bit of a hard time no. saying, well, you're not giving her any putts. No, I didn't give her any putts because right? she couldn't putt. <laughs> she's getting no putts from me. Unless we, unless, uh, unless we both knew. She didn't give me any putts. But unless we knew the match was over, the hole was over, that's when we told each other to pick it up. There was a lot less you're good in this match. Mm. Everyone kind of putted it out a bit more, which I liked. I didn't feel as bad saying you're good. But um, I had to make her play everything out because she was missing like five footers like short or rimming them or blowing them past, which yeah. kept me in the match, to be honest, because I could not putt. It was the worst part of my game, which is normally pretty solid for me. I would say putting is one of your strengths. Yeah. Lag, I couldn't lag putt. I would lag putt like a 20-foot putt to eight feet. Like, wow, dude. Really? Yeah. It was like I was not even giving myself a chance at it. Um, That's very unlike you. Yeah, it was bad. I, I might as well have been Ray Charles out there. I couldn't see the greens. <laughs> I was trying to feel them with my feet, and I have, you know, couldn't do that either. <laughs> so we're on hole 15. Oh, I'm God. up one. The team play is over. We already won that, thanks to Robert. Robert matches already over. He won that on hole 12 or whatever. Him down. And now it's just the last points remaining are me and okay. Yeah. And I'm not feeling okay. I'm feeling very <laughs> famished. I'm tired. I've been out you're here. Going okay. on, you're going on hour five and a half yeah. right now. Okay's beating me down mentally. But I know there's a good solid chance that I should win this because I have two pops where she doesn't and she and I'm up one. So ma mathematically, as long as I win those holes, or I should win. Yeah. We have a par five, or sorry, par three on hole 15. Yep. Straight uphill into the wind. And she has to use driver on this hole because it's about 190 out. Okay, advantage, advantage uh, you, but advantage she obviously, Tommy. but she obviously gets a pop here, right? So she does not pop on par three, so no pop on 15. She then pops on 16 and 18. Got and it. 18. Got it. Got it. So she takes driver, and I'm peeing unfortunately at this time, and she puts it greenside. She somehow skips it off the middle of the hill, rolls it up to the green greenside. I come up, not really thinking, not really like you could soaking grab, in this. Uh, yeah, grab like four iron, five iron. Um, because in a wind uphill, it was like one. Yeah, sorry, if I said one ninety, it was more like one seventy. Okay, so you grab like six. Yeah, I grab like a six or a seven because uh, when yeah, I grab a six because we were in the wind. Yeah, and um, I'm not feeling the full gravitas of this situation. I slap of duffy thin. Mm. Um, shot, short left, not even close. She's up there by the green. I'm intimidated. Um, thinking to myself, not a problem. Just get this on the green. One putt for par. Push it. That's still great. Totally. I for proceed sure. to lose my head and duff one. Uh, Classic. Did you use the chipper? No, because it was uphill. Yeah, it wasn't it's not, a, not a good situation. No. Okay. Um, duff it. She puts it onto the green. Great. I hit a good chip to about six footer then for okay. bogey. She's still now, in the game. Yeah, but she's looking at a par, a ten foot par, and I'm basically a gimme. I'm like basically almost not six footer, but I'm I'm in a good range for a bogey shot here. Yeah, to push it. She's at like you know eight nine feet. Okay, hasn't made a putt all day. 
drips this thing over the front. Oh. Takes takes the hole. Um, so now you're level going into 16. Where the, she pops. Where she pops. Where she pops. Yeah, now you're thinking. This is a long oh no. par four. Oh. And I'm okay. thinking, no way she's, like, I should. I need to win this hole now. because if Or push it at best. Because I'll win it back on 17. Yeah. That's great. She ends up, you know, hitting her 220 down the middle. I hit a beautiful drive over the right bunker. I then put it on the green. She ends up slapping it around a bit more. And we both go green side. I'm green side and birdie. She's green side and par. Okay. So I'm Huge. looking good. Right. I lag put a really good birdie putt to about three or four feet. Tap that bitch in. Um, I mean, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh-oh. She's so far on top of the green on this par putt that there's no way she's stopping at a downhiller. She slaps it all the way down. And now it's like a par. I have an easy par look. She has a hard par look. She puts it like short again by accident. Now she's looking for bogey. She has a full meltdown Jesus. to the point where I tell her like, "Hey, take it easy, take it easy. Like mark your ball because I'm making her putt it out." She like slaps it again for like a a double or something. I sit there now. It doesn't really matter if I make this or not because bogey is gonna um, bogey's gonna win. You're putting for par right or whatever i'm gonna win this hole regardless i yanked the three footer which bodes no confidence for me oh boy still win the hole so now i'm up one going into seven no worries i guess but yeah that's it's a little bit rattling when you get that when you yank the three and so now me and okay i'm up 117 okay is like hey where are we at she's asking me now like i'm up one going to this hole and she's okay you know and i bomb a drive on 17 17 is almost a drivable par four okay and she's 220 down the middle, right? And I think huge advantage me because now I'm 60 yards out. Right. I hit a bomb drive, one of the best ones I hit Love all day. that. And you pr- probably couldn't have gotten more fired up for that all right, in that moment. Because now I'm, I'm looking. Gonna you're looking this on like the green, you're in the driver's seat And here. for sure I'm going to get par. No mm-hmm. doubt in my mind I'm getting par here. There's no chance she pars this hole because there's two bunkers in the front of the green. And she has to bump and run to right, get to the green right. side. Right, I kind of forgot about that. You have to factor in the f- the point where she can't fly it over these bunkers. Right. Uh, so she hits okay. a three-wood that, no joke, was perfect. Perfectly she, flighted. She threads the needle? She ends up bumping and running it through a small gap between the front of the green and Stop. leaves herself barely off the green putting for birdie as well oh my god i chip my ball it's in a better spot than hers but same angle she hits her putt she's been chipping off the green all day which is her best part of the game which is impressive because i would never chip half the ball she was doing okay she does it right she puts it to 10 feet again not a great chip she's she puts it sorry not a great putt she's so mad at herself she's cussing i'm like Easy, match in the bag. I roll a good, you know, one to two feet. Tap in par. Yeah. She's got a 10-footer for par. I'm up one. She's going to miss this putt. I tap my par, and we go home. She drips in another 10-footer. Oh, my God. Okay is taking my not, lunch money. This lady's not going away. Gives me a little fun, a fist bump. Go, Ooh, like gives me like a little, like, she wanted that one. She wanted to not lose. So she and I'm she's like, full on doing little sellies. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, and I of course now I gotta concentrate on this two footer because I just yanked this three footer. 
I trickle in side door two footer. <laughs> so now I'm up side one. Side door it. I think I'm up one going in 18, <laughs> but she pops here. It's a par five, so I know what's coming. Green. You really got to break out that putty mat for you here, bud. Yeah, it's coming out for this Ryder Cup for sure. You can bank on that. Um, it's going into 18. Going in 18. She pops. I'm up one. Worst I can do is adore me. I feel great about that with the with the current conditions I'm in. Mentally, I'm chalked. Wins in my you know in my face the whole day. No chicken McGriddles to get me through the round. Um, I end up hitting like a really good drive, miss it left, hit a hybrid green side. Um, she goes two twenty down the middle, three wood to the front, just like you'd expect. Shift on the green, look at birdie, misses a birdie, tap it par. Okay, that's I mean like, great. Now she's or sorry, green side in like three, bad putt. She ends up getting a bogey, net par. Mm. I have to birdie. To win the hole. Right. Um, or um, par to push it. And I hit a really nice chip, I believe. And some reason just just kept going. It just had no stop to it. And I roll off the green off the back, essentially. Like, it kind of trickled down to a low part of the green. Oh, so now you got to lag it up there. A huge, long par putt. Or birdie putt, sorry. Huge, okay. long birdie putt. I leave it to, like, 10 feet. I, like, don't even get, like, halfway, really. And she's in. I'm pretty demoralized because of the chip. Oh, my God. And I thought this was going to be an easy easy one in the bag. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wasn't. I missed that 10-footer, obviously. She, um, I didn't know, what a great match. Great match. I you played push, okay. You know, you 97. Just, not a not great, great. Not a great number She for shot you, 100, though. So every time I needed to win, I won, which right. was mattering. Yeah. Um, it was a great match. What a great opponent okay was. I played okay. She played okay. It was an okay day <laughs> for me. Um, loved it. Super fun. Um, definitely recommend doing these team play events. Uh, I've always had a blast. My most feared opponent yet I've ever played. And, uh, yeah. Um. Did we actually pull out the W this weekend? We did. We actually won by three points. I don't want to say my team was the X factor in that, but we uh, will I mean, say it kind of sounds like they we, put we could have been easily up a couple more than three if I would have won my match. But we easily we got the dub twenty five something twenty twenty three. First win. First win. Love. We also that. got shut out earlier this year. No points. Yeah, you 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 told me that. Yeah, that was. I really uh, got shaken up by that. Oh, yeah. Speaking of fun golf tournaments, we have our annual Ryder Cup we're setting up um, I mean, I just, this weekend. I cannot wait for this. This Is it the most hype weekend of the year for golf? That, for sure. Quite possibly. Um, if we didn't have your bachelor party or some big event like that's also coming up with it, our if annual Ryder Cup is the golf tournament you want to be at. Oh, yeah. It's um, we get about eight guys who play. It's the f I would say it's one of the first times of playing golf after winter is like officially over. Yeah, that you know, like groundhog didn't see a shadow. Winter would be over. Why? <laughs> why are you looking at your shadow, you stupid groundhog? There's no need to. It's just one of those. It's one of the tournaments where I'm done playing Newport, dude. I don't want to play Newport under the lights. It's cold. 
I just don't like playing at night that much. It's crowded over there, and I'm yeah. really, really looking forward to letting this thing loose, letting it fly. Mm-hmm. Big course, actually competing a little bit, and then obviously doing it with our with our buddies as well. And it's it's just a really fun makeup. You got Team USA gonna take an L this year to Team Europe. I don't think so. I'm pretty undefeated in these tournaments. Yeah, um, but you do have Chris now, and you know Chris. That's Mr. Defeated. Yeah, hasn't won one, but he also <laughs> plays even par with against everybody else. And I think I'm the exact mental guy for him. He needs that uh he needs that a little bit of a sandbagger and I and I bring that heavy for him. Yeah, you do. I bring that heavy for him. Um and he'll caddy me up and we're not gonna lose. Um the teams are USA. We're gonna be captain by Drew Tenbrink. Mm-hmm. We got me, you got Chris. Camp, Max, I don't know his last name. Young. Young, and Vinny as well. No, you guys have Dave. Oh, that's right, Dave. You guys have Dave. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Dave. All good. Vinny and Dave are interchangeable for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a good, thing. It's a good thing this, uh, this episode comes out after the Ryder Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They, they, I'm just joking around. It's all jokes. But, yeah, they, um, you know. They're out there having a good time. Vinny is we're really all, into we're, golf. We're all smacking it around. Goddamn. I mean, um, so yeah. Team Europe is going to be captained by Vinny, um, and he's also going to be playing in it. So last year we had two non-playing captains. This year it's going to be Vinny is going to be a playing captain. Mm-hmm. Super fired up about And then I'll be playing on that squad with my brother and Bryce. Yeah, it's a great, great little squad you got there. It, I feel like... I don't want to make any predictions, but I feel like we got to play out of our mind here. I think you guys just got to be don't give anything away, and you got to have that's some what we're gonna, that's going to be our mo. Yeah, don't give anything away because you got we got we got Team X Factor over here where me, Chris, Dave, and um, Max are all just going for hero shots. We're going for the kill, classic USA over zealous. I think we have a great matchup this year. I thought last year was a little unfair, but we made the biggest comeback and biggest upset. Um, basically had to go to a playoff where Connor hit the last putt for us at USA last year, which was super fun. Um, so one I know in Ryder Cups. Um, we're playing some awesome courses out here. We're cool. playing Friday really night. Excited. Uh, we're playing a night course, but it's a... Um, Do you know what that course is called? Friday. Lights, Lights at Indio. Mm. And it's a par three, par four course, but it's longer than a typical par three course. It's like 145 for a par three. Yeah, 150, 175. That's, that's great. Which is um, awesome to play. It's going to be a fun little warm-up to get ready for Desert Island on Saturday. Yeah. And I'm really excited to play the format on Friday, uh, on the Friday round for yeah, the hit that with us under, real quick. under the lights on it for Indio. Um, really looking forward to the, It's well, I don't know what the official title for this kind of format is. We call it Texas Scramble. Basically, we're going to do that on the front nine. And let's say you and I are paired up on the team. We both hit our tee shots. We pick the best tee shot. And then you play your individual ball from there. So it doesn't really matter that much on a par three too much, but more so like on par fours. Yeah. um, Longer courses. But it's just a fun way to still pick your best drive amongst the two and then play your individual ball afterwards. And then the back nine, we're going to be moving to an alternate shot which I'm really looking forward to. I think it's the perfect course to do it. We didn't really want to do it last year um, just because we don't want to do an alternate shot maybe this year or the year prior. 
at a full size golf course. It's I a feel really like difficult format. Even it's tough. pros struggle with it. And yeah. We don't, we want to have fun, and we want people to struggle and have competition and feel that. But we also want people to have fun with the tournament. You also want to play your like your individual golf shot as well. Because like you're not playing these courses often. It's a golf trip. You want to know how you stack up. And playing something like an alternate shot is going to be difficult. It's not your ball. But it's fun to do that on a golf course that is cheap. That it's you're not, not full really, size. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I think it does make a little bit more of a camaraderie a little bit, too. you got to think about your playing partner, where, up. where you're leaving mm-hmm. them. Are you taking odd or even? That kind of stuff. I'm really excited to look forward, and I'm looking forward to that uh, alternate shot format. So totally. I think that's going to be the perfect little tune-up, fun little way to get the weekend started under the lights on Friday. And then we'll be able to roll into that Saturday Pay me a picture, big man. Just and sing me. Sing me. <laughs> sing me. I'm there already. We're going to roll into that desert island round. Mm-hmm. And my God, I haven't played there yet. You haven't played there yet. No. I don't know who found it. It was, it was a I will take course it was you. You found this course, the prior course, and the Sunday round course. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, what a gem of a course that you found. It used to be a private golf course. Yeah, it's a country club. Now it's public. And they got a bitchin' restaurant, bar, really nice golf carts. It's a a course that I'm really looking forward to play. Super unique, too. The clubhouse is sitting on a goddamn island. Yeah, it's legitimately like by water. By by water. In the middle of a desert. I don't (laughs) know what this is going to play like. I don't know what this is going to view like. But you can expect some videos and clips coming out on our Instagram at, at In the Cabbage for sure, breaking down some of these holes for us. It's, it's also like a 125 round. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to blow your hair back uh, price wise. It's not going to like you know set you it's back. Not going to set much. you back. Yeah, it's not going to put a massive dent in the wall. And I feel like you're getting a lot of you're getting a big bang for your buck. And I'm really excited to see what this is like more than I am the Sunday round. Sunday round is going to be super fun. We're playing a Pete Dye course. We originally wanted to do the Desert Island round on Sunday to close and to finish, but they're doing a tournament on that Correct. day, which why, which is why we had to pivot, go and do it on Saturday. Right. Not to take away from the Rancho Weston at Mission Hills. Oh, what great callback by you. The memory on this man, am I right? Is that uh, it? Weston Ranch? Yep. Okay. We played, we, um, one of our first golf trips we ever did to Palm Springs was Western Hills, but we played the, um, there's Gary Player and some other design. Um, Jack Nicholas, I think, is the other one. I don't believe that's right, but I've been more excited about the, um, die course obviously i'm a huge die course fan they're super difficult yeah they're not easy to play um and they're pretty unfair uh they put bunkers in the middle of a fairway that shouldn't be there but that to me makes it super fun and interesting uh makes it course I super kind of just levels the playing field a little bit in a sense that you could hit a good shot and still kind of get an unlucky break there is the elements that you have to kind of factor in a little bit a little yeah. bit of a lie a little bounce here or there Maybe you don't like having the ball below your feet. I mean, who does? But, it, you know, you have those opportunities, even the, in the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Um, I do like playing those courses. And we're playing always in the, um, well, obviously, Friday night is at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but Saturday and Sunday, we were both playing at, like, that 1 o'clock noonish time, which is going to be really dope because you're going to get those, you know, 5 o'clock shadows coming in, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be, be nice for the hangovers in the morning as well to nurse yourself back to play yeah, playing time. 100%. Because, man, those 
two rounds we did last year on a Saturday morning, trying to get people rallied up after a heavy night of drinking was damn near impossible. It was brutal. It was borderline not fun at times. It was honestly more of like a will to just hit the next shot. Yeah, which uh, people were saying like, oh, why aren't we doing two courses in one day? I think people forgot. At some point, they were just like, can we call it? And we had to tell them like, no, nah, you got to play it out. And so this this today will be, or this tournament this weekend will play a lot nicer for drinking, for hanging out. And also, you know, the theme of this tournament is we want people to come out and have fun, yes. But it's competition golf. This is a tournament. There's money on the line. We want you to have fun. We want it to be fun. But also, take it serious. Try not to be super late for your tea time or late at all. Want to go to the range. Want to win. Want to have fun. Want to you know talk a little shit every once yeah, in a I while. I think it's really getting the most out of the experience. Yes, it's about it's primarily about the golf, but also we're playing a couple really cool courses, some cool formats. We're going to be doing best ball on both Saturday and Sunday. Yep, we'll be doing um, handicap calculations. We got it all written down and stuff like that. But it's it's there for a little brunch or a little bit of breakfast or something like that at the course, mm-hmm. getting a drink at the clubhouse, at the bar. Doing the whole experience, I think it's one of these things where there's so many courses out in Palm Springs that we're able to jump around and really highlight some of the better courses over there. So I think getting the most out of it as we possibly can and having a little bit of fun competition-wise, it just really makes for a fun, dynamic golf tournament that yeah. I truly look forward to every single year. It's it's hype. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I know we say the annual. It's our second annual doing it. Um, but everyone, you know who has done it, um, loves it, and it's super fun. I would love to make this a bigger tournament one year. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Dave for helping us out. Um, probably not possible without his house that he rents out on Airbnb. Um, beautiful house right on a golf course. Super nice the way he did it. Plenty of sleeping. It's truly awesome to sleep there and hang out there. It makes the tournament a lot of fun for us. Um and makes it doable to play some nicer courses for all these yep. guys out here. Yep. I mean, playing three r- three rounds of golf is not cheap by any means. No. So that was also one of our things. We wanted to do a semi-cheaper-ish round on that Friday. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of ball out a little bit more on Saturday and Sunday. But you're right. Shout out Dave because we wouldn't be able to do this where he's basically just throwing him a few bucks for cleaning fees. Yeah, him just blocking off the weekend. So, um. Shout out there. It's really fun. And I'm also really looking forward to our uh, our uh, little family meal that we're going to be oh, yeah. whipping that, up on Saturday. The, the family meal was more talked about than uh, the golf itself that weekend, the tacos that we were making up there. You were taking, you know, head chef rolls, which I love. I love being a Sioux. Um, was so much fun. The tacos couldn't have slapped more. The amount of pounds of meat you bought were somewhere in... Dude. It was, it was unfathomable how much protein we threw down. It was ridiculous. It was like four pounds, five pounds of steak, but it was like twenty-two pounds of chicken. Yeah, and we ate all of it. It was it was ten guys, upwards of thirty pounds of protein, and it was delicious. And I can't wait to do it again. Um, we'll give you guys updates next podcast. We'll have who you know who won, some highlights, some stories. Check We're also going to be doing a quick little like 
maybe we do is it like gonna do like a 20 30 40 yep. minute podcast where we're gonna be hearing a little bit of interviews gonna be doing something on like the welcome early night maybe friday night break it out yeah we're gonna have a little small um bonus podcast for everybody here um with the captains whoever else is there friday who wants to talk and hang out or thursday i met um will be super fun it'll be quick we're gonna have some questions why they you know why they want to be there and what makes it fun um yeah, and I'm really looking forward to playing some best ball. I'm looking forward to beating you again, staying undefeated. Um, God, I just change that. I just feel like I can't lose in these tournaments, and I don't want to say that, but I will I can't because even look it's at true. You, right now. you can look at me, and then you're going to keep looking at me. Mm-mm. You shouldn't look at me because at this point I have a hole in one, and you don't. And I don't want to say that makes me better than you, but it might. It's a leg up for sure. <laughs> I'll keep, um, I'll keep posting rounds under but we'll, yeah. sub 80. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> One thing you are much better at me and won this weekend is our golf little betting thing we did. So we thought about this, and we really enjoyed picking winners for the Waste Management Open, and we'll give you our predictions. It was not It was not way better. We're, I was six places off from yeah. you. So we thought it would be fun. So we're going to do something a little different here. So for every tournament, we are going to enjoy watching. We're going to make three picks in the field. Basically, it's going to be the top half of the field, 1 through 15, the middle part of the field, 16 through 40, and the rest of the field, 41 through the rest. You must make one pick in each field. We're going to take the average finish of each of those finishes. So, like, Max finishes first, someone finishes, you know, 10th, and someone finishes 31st. You're taking the average of that, and we're going to take that number and see what you get. So we did that for Waste Management Open for uh, Andrew and I's picks. Andrew's average finish for the Waste Management Open with his picks, he finished ninth. Yeah, that was pretty solid. That's awesome. We didn't have the same format in the sense that we were picking from like top 15, middle bracket, rest of the field. No. Um, we kind of just went for a little bit more of like an all over the place. We kind of just felt random, whatever. We yeah. didn't have a quick format. We were feeling it out at first. Um, Xander, T10. Fowler T ten, I was hyped on that, and then Sam Burns T six. I mean, what I mean, um, great picks. The Fowler pick. Who have thought? I mean, what an awesome pick for lo- you, buddy. Love, I mean, unreal. Love, love seeing that. Love seeing Ricky. I mean, his hole in one, and his chip in from the bunkers. So it's so just, much fun to watch him play golf and be good again. It was just so such a rewarding thing to. I felt, I felt empty inside when I was watching Ricky Fowler over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, not like it's me, sad, empty, but like I want him to do well because he is so well loved and reciprocated from everyone. Just like in the all orange, and you're like, "There's Ricky, just gonna come out here and slap it around." This man's got unmatched swagger yeah. and is just taking trophies. I'm coming out in all and orange. And the hair right is just like looking like he's just finished up from a morning surf. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, I finished um, average of 15th place in the Waste Management Open. I went with heavy hitters, too. Uh, I went with Rom, top three. Justin, I think, got... He got fourth. Fourth. And the man who let me down, Thagala, finished in... He's like 39th. 39th. Which is not bad by any means. He made the cut. He's playing well. I think he was level par for the tournament, four under or something like that. Right. But great. So um, we also thought it'd be fun at the end of the year... To figure out all the averages of all the tournaments we pick, it's not going to be every tournament. It's just going to be the ones we're probably going to be able to watch or enjoy. It's going to be all the majors. It's going to be all the big tournaments for sure. Um, And at the end of it, whoever has the best average is going to win. 
And the loser, we're going to let the fans pick what happens. Now, we're not going to go skydiving. I'm not going to swim with sharks with, like, a fish tied to my leg. But, you know, if you want me to sit and I hop and finish 15 pancakes before I can leave, sure, I can do that. That's not a problem. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to do anything crazy, and neither <laughs> is Andrew. I mean, I would love to see video of, like, you in a tutu on camera. That would be pretty great. And, uh, that's like, who fine. doesn't? Who doesn't want to see that? You can definitely I show some that. I got some great <laughs> legs on me. Um, so we made some picks for the Riviera tournament coming up. I'm going to go with mine first, if you don't mind. So yeah, my 1 through 15th fin- uh, ranking in the tournament, and this is based on odds through Vegas. My 1 through 15 yes. picks is Xander Shoffley, my mm-hmm. 1 through 15. Andrew, who you got? And the Sorry, one more time. The pick can't be repeated as well. And Andrew gets to pick first because his average finishing was higher last week. So Andrew got to pick first on his 1 through 15 pick. Yeah. Yeah, I went with a guy that uh, we were talking about this last time on the podcast. We, I mean, it, it's unanimous who loves the guy. Um, one back, I don't, oh man, if memory serves me correctly, he won in 21 at this tournament. So I picked Max Homa. Ooh, I love the Max call. I went with Xander like the same way you went with Max. It's going to be colder, tighter fairways. I feel like Xander's iron game is going to be really crispy. He looked good. Um, I think probably the same reason why you went with Max, local kid. Um, yeah. The dude, I, I don't think they're capable of playing a really, really bad round of golf right now. Yeah, I mean, they're both going to, I'm hoping they both just play solid and don't make a lot of mistakes. Um, my 16th through 40th placing are odds. I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood, another man who's solid with irons and good off the tee. Um, feel like he's going to come out and really play well in cold weather. Being from England himself, he, the weather shouldn't phase him. I love Tommy Fleetwood. I wish that the game would come together a bit more. Um, and I right feel there. I feel like it's there. He just can't quite do it maybe long enough, or there are bits and pieces of the game that mit, that you know escape him a little bit. Um, I, yeah, I would love to see him put a couple rounds tournaments together and, and, and finish in some good places this year. Um, my 16th through 40th, I went with actually Siwoo Kim, a little bit unconventional, um, a little bit of a younger buck out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, there's, there's nothing that's, it was that crazy. I just, I just like what he's doing right now. He's just really solid. Yeah. I think it, it's kind of just a safe pick for me, but I, I, I think he could play well. He has been playing well. He's just solid. Yeah, I think it's a good solid pick, buddy. Um, my 41st through the rest of the field, I got a pick I said because I liked the name. And after I said it, you know, we made a rule. Once you say it, it's set. I said Matt Kuchar. I do not feel good about Matt Kuchar at all. For whatever reason, I thought he played well here like two tournaments ago or a tournament ago. And it, it wasn't true. It wasn't true at all. <laughs> um, so really hoping Matt, board. <laughs> I really hope Matt Kuchar can get through this and get me a cut um, would be great. Um, and who you got, buddy, on your 41st through the rest of the field? I went with Mr. Bucket Hat himself. Great pick. I mean, the dude mm. is mm-hmm. electric. He's got doing collabs with Bob Doe Sports. Yep. Uh, it's Joel Damon. Yeah, what an awesome pick. I, mean, I think he's set up for a huge year this year. I want the dude to win, and yeah. I want the dude to win yeah. more than once. Yeah. Or finish in the top ten. I'm really excited to see Tiger play again this tournament as well. Huge, dude. I First mean, tournament that he's played in since 2020. Yeah. I like mean, non-major like major event. 
it'll be fun to watch just him be out there again watching some shots. Do I think he's going to place or even make the cut? Probably not. Dude, they got him at on the MGM. I mean, he, he I mean, we could obviously could have picked him. We would just wanted to talk about him, but they had him at the 45th ish ranking for odds to win the tournament. And that's not and he's not going to hit that. Um I think he might not even make the cut. It's too cold. The golf course is hilly. Like it's it's just not it's not who he is anymore. Um if he's taking a cart Anytime the big cat is teeing it up, I'm, I love I'm, Tiger Woods. I'm I all want in. him to win. I think he. Can, I'm all in. If he can clap, not clap, he can always clap the field. But if he can click into Tiger and fight through that enormous pain he's feeling in his almost severed leg, um, I think he's always awesome to watch. He's Successful my, weekend, considering his condition and the and the amount of golf that he's played. Would you consider making the cut a successful weekend? In my terms, yes, and Tiger's terms, no. Yeah. It's fair. No, it's totally fair. I think if he makes th- a cut and makes Saturday and Sunday, um, I can you even... I think if it's your tournament, you should be able to make the cut regardless. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if his terms, he's going to be upset if it's... Um, if he doesn't do better than just the cut. But I don't see him finishing top 10. He looked good when he was playing on the match, though. He yeah, really but good. he's riding a he's riding a golf cart. He's hardly walking. Like he, it's not. I know it's. I know it's not the same makeup. I'm saying if he were to be able to take a golf cart to the Genesis or any golf tournament, and he's able to practice and his back's feeling okay, there's a lot of ifs here. <laughs> is what I'm trying yeah. to say. But he is hitting the golf ball just as well, almost as as he always has. Now, granted, not often enough, and like not as repeatable, but like he's still getting some. Really great ball speed. He can strike the ball really well. His action towards the ball is great. I just want to see Tiger do well. Yeah, I do too. I hope he does do well. Um, I love watching him play. Uh, I've heard that on the range, Tiger is still Tiger. It's the walking that's the only thing that's a factor that's stopping him. Um, His ball striking, from what I hear, looks better than it has in the past. So it's not the matter of... It's not a matter of... Can he still swing a golf club? It's a matter of can he get from point A to point B without a lot of pain, and that doesn't seem to be the case right now. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. But anytime he's teeing it up, all ears, all in. All eyes, all ears. Mm-hmm. I'm rock hard. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, love, I love me it's the tiger. Bi- it's the big dog. Yeah, can't the big cat himself. You can't you can't let yeah. him out. Um, so rounding out this amazing podcast full of uh, fun little stories and tidbits from us. We're going to do our featured match of the week. And, Moy, do we have a doozy for you. We got <laughs> Mr. Patty Melt himself versus Mr. French Dip. Um, two Oof. staples in the diner, staples in the game, substance, character, um, flavor to the game. They really drive something home special for people. Um they warm your soul. More you can than do a else. you can do a breakfast. You can do it lunch. You can do mm-hmm. a dinner. You can do it late night. Yeah. I, it's one of these sandwiches that you can never. I can never say no to. If someone's yeah. offering that and they're cooking that and whipping that up, mm-hmm. I'm getting up for both. So um, I'm going to start off with a French dip. The French dip to me is what we talk about when we talk about in sports a consistent player. A French dip. 
Is oh yeah, he know he's the he's the international player. He's the international <laughs> player coming to home soil. <laughs> he um he's got extreme fundamentals here. Yeah, he he's also not going to blow you away with a bunch of um different things to his game. He's not adding a lot. He's like Kareem. He's got the sky hook, and you know what it's coming with. The most intricate thing he's added to his game recently is the horseradish mayo and boy do i love a horseradish mayo um <laughs> it really does take it to the next yeah, level and, and in the friendship probably needed that it was it was a little bit stuck in its ways yeah he needed to add in a little you need a little bit more caramelized beca- onion yeah, he was caramelized shallot you need to get a little bit more of that horseradish mayo a little bit of kick in there maybe yeah. maybe maybe pepperoncinis can yeah. liven up the game I mean, a little now bit. you're getting crazy. We're getting outside of a fresh Yeah, but I'm saying he needed the horseradish man. <laughs> he, need, he, he, he needed, needed the horseradish He needed the kicker. He needed he needed that help. He always got his uh, trusty companion with him wherever he travels, his best friend, you know. He's got that jus um, with him at all times. And uh, it really adds a calmness and uh, an extra layer to his game. And you can always expect Zhu to be there. It really now, ra- it's, it rounds out the sandwich. Yeah, now it rounds Zhu, out his game. Now, is Zhu always wanted? Yeah. But is Zhu always hidden when he needs to? No. Yeah, that's so true. So You could tell when it's like poured out of a carton beef stock with, yeah. with, the, with the French dip. Yeah. But when done correctly and executed mm-hmm. well, it's something special to the party. Yeah. Um, I would say, to me, French dip is the clear favorite. Um, okay, well, let me back this up here real quick because the patty melt, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong about the patty melt because I've only had really good patty melts. Yeah. Really, like, I just, the sourdough bread for Ooh. me. It's normally rye. Sometimes where I get it. We can do... I've never done a rye, actually. I've only rye, done sourdough. Rye adds another element of the... Um, like the herbaceousness yeah. okay. of their game. It adds some flair to their game. Patty melt's unique. You you do not know what patty melt is showing up to with. It, it could be, you know, the game's working for him, and that's great. But there's some elements to his game where he's going to change with the times and what his opponent's showing up. Yeah. And... Um, it's not all cut and dry with him. There's a lot of juice to his game. There's a lot of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I find it to be interesting um, as well. He um, He's also a staple guy, too, on your team. You know, he's going to be the colorful commentator. He's going to be able to take some of this heat. And I feel like in a match play environment, that's going to wear on the opponent. That's going to He's going to lean on that patty melt. Patty melt's boring. He wears, you know, bland colors. But the you know sorry the French dip wears these bland colors. Yeah, there we go, there we go. The patty melts coming out with some he can, orange. He can razzle dazzle it up a little right. bit. Right, he's got some flair. He's he, he's the up and coming young young buck. In he's the game. leaning he's leaning on that French dip, letting him know I'm here. He's talking shit. He's in the man's ear, and he and he doesn't have a lot to bring to the game. I mean, he's not he's not bringing. A, he's got Russian dressing sometimes. Yeah, he'd be hit it with a little garlic aioli, something like that, yeah, and kind of level it up a little bit. Yeah, and I'm with you. And I think he could really surprise people if he comes out and hits you hard with some flavor real early. He needs to come out and slap French dip right in his stupid mouth. Yep. Has to. <laughs> Has to. Because the French dip's not going to go away. No, he's going to consistently be there. Aju's barking you across the, right. across the line. 
And you got Mr. Uh, you know, French dip always, always there on you. So I really think that the Patty Mel is going to be one of those guys that can come out of the gates and really give the French dip a run for its money, though. And and I don't blame you. I think you know he really does have something to offer with the idea of you know that flair, the difference of his game. Are we going modern day takes at these sandwiches? Because that's going to really affect if it's going to be. How, I'm okay. how trendy of a patty melt are we getting here? I'm okay with, I mean, but we're talking about your trendy, which is crazy. You're adding pepperoncinis, pickled onions, like okay, within the within the within elements the of within, within the, the elements of the, like a patty melt, uh, like a a, a, a horse mat, a horse radish, <laughs> a horse radish mayo for a French dip was within the realms, okay, of a French okay. dip. I just got to factor that in you because the, because like the patty spicy melt. Jardinier. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, I get what you're saying. With that, with all this being said, mm-hmm. and the patty melt is just kind of like your your staple, you know, your your standard rye or sourdough mm-hmm. buttered up. Mm-hmm. I, I I I I still think that the French dip is going to take this thing. Yeah, and I'm, I don't think I'm it's French gonna be that close. I, no. think, I don't think it's gonna be close. I think that he's gonna clean house in fifteen holes. The problem is if you get a bad patty melt and you get a bad French dip, like the kind of levels the playing field, and I would much rather have a bad French dip day than I would much rather have a bad patty melt day. I'm taking you know. a risk on patty melt, and if it's poor, I I'm gonna be upset. You know, with a poor French dip, you know what you're still getting, which is meat and bread and cheese, and it's with some. And it's water, and it's gonna hit, and it's gonna hit, and it's got a little bit of mayo. Yeah, and you get the horseradish in there, and you're and you're rock solid. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, French dip on hole 14. Wow, even even more of a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that close. The patty melt could have a day and show up, but I don't think today is his day. Yeah. What would be a prediction for the hole on you? What hole is to finish it on? I think I said 15 earlier. Yeah. 15. Yeah, 15 well. on hole for, for French dip cleaning house. Wow. So there it is. Let me know what you guys think. French dip, patty melt, who's winning, 18-hole match play Which event. team are you on? Yeah. We, we want to hear. Yeah, we absolutely. Hear. Do you like the horse rash, man, or do you feel like it's too much frills for the French dip? You let us know, huh? <laughs> what an episode, buddy. What an episode. We got through another one. Easy breezy, beautiful. Not going to say the brand. No free advertisement. Yeah, it was all good. Um, really enjoyed this. Um, really excited um, for one, placing more of our like sports bets. Yep. We still want to hear a little bit more of like the punishment and or like, you know, lack of or lack thereof, I guess, for the yeah. victor. And uh, we want to hear from you guys and see what you guys have to say because I think it'd, it'd be a really fun opportunity to see some uh, upper thigh of, of Tommy if you want to hear if you want to go that route for sure for sure or I'm making Andrew eat twelve pancakes and watch him complain and moan the whole time because he can't leave an IHOP. Um, shout out to some people here at the end of the podcast who help us get get done every um, every time we got Madison on the ones and twos by our social media person. Thank you, Madison. Um, we got John. All their all these social will be linked in hopefully the bio of the episode, so you can find it there. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks John again for doing audio. Great musician. We're gonna li- link his music. He does audio, does video for us. He helps us with notes. It's awesome. 
And uh, thank you. It's my, really cool. And uh, he also does that like fire intro and outro. Oh, yeah. Yes. If you like that intro and outro, that's all John. That's so sick. So you can check out him um, on Instagram. And he's got a TikTok, puts out some really good videos. And it's actually like pretty um, informative as well. So check him out. Yeah. If you want to learn a little bit more about it and what he does, um, put out some fire music. And then now we got Jacob, who has been our graphic designer, who's helped us with our thumbnails, our logo, and everything in between that you see graphically on our on our anything of ours. Um, and so go ahead, go ahead and check out the website if you haven't already. It's please. a it's a cool little spot. Tommy has spent a great deal of time. Oh yeah, one linking all of our social media platforms because mm-hmm. we got Twitter, we got Instagram, and we got. YouTube now, so mm-hmm. when uh, now this is episode three that you're listening to this, so episode two will have video. Yep. Um, and so from here on out, this is going to be something that we want to do going forward every For single sure. time. So go check it out on the website. Um, can you find it on Podbean? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a Podbean, our hosting website, but you yeah. can find all list major listing platforms again: YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Um, please like, comment subscribe thumbs down undo the thumbs down then thumbs it up <laughs> you know give us all the reviews and you hate on sh- our picks yeah hate on our picks i yeah. don't care we yeah. don't know anything right just <laughs> get in there be active share with your friends um we love all of that and we're uh we're in the cabbage and just a reminder keep, keep swinging, swinging.